0: All right, all right. Today's episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza. Gray Block Pizza at 1811 Pico Boulevard on the way to the beach. Gray Block, get that hitter. Denver, baby. Back from Denver. And they call it, some people call it Minver. Menver, you know, like they got more men over there. But I saw a good, uh, I, I definitely saw a decent gaggle of mountain kitten, you know, kind of just uh, scheming about. I saw a lot of beautiful, uh, seemed like a lot of beautiful women over there. I mean, a lot of them were at a distance. Could have been, um, you know, uh, transvestites or wigged men and there are a lot of wigged men out there. A lot of wonderful people visited the shows, a lot of hill people, a lot of mountainers, you know. You can um you know, you see a lot of people come down they got different furs on them, different. In Denver, you don't know so sometimes you'll see you'll you'll be petting something and you'll think it's a great dane and then it'll kind of lift up and it's got a Starbucks. And it's some fella, maybe some fella named Randy or something, he he just had on a fur. You know, you see a lot of uh, crouching Randys, or crouching tigers hitting Randys. You know, you think something, it's like, oh, there's a sheep, and it's, oh, that's Vanessa. You know, she was just bending down, picking up something. She dropped her phone. Because people wear exotic furs, a lot of sheep, a lot of um, seal. You'll see somebody wearing seal fur, seal skin. So you definitely have that wildness out there. A lot of neat people came out. Fat Trish came out. Shout out, Fat Trish. Shout out. um, I met this guy who said that I bummed a cigarette off of him in 2001. So that was pretty cool. Uh, My boy Eric came out. Little Doyle. uh, Gay Henry, this dude who was, he just kept, Increasing the gay amount as the night went on. You got those buddies, you know. You know, at 10 o'clock, they, uh, they're, you know, they're Brad Pitt at 10 p.m., and by 2 a.m., they fucking ball bag Lance a lot. You know, they just, you're like, whoa, whoa, we really shifting here. Uh, Ronnie, big Ronnie came out with that butt with those buck teeth, respect. And, um, I think that was about everybody. A lot of people with mountain asthma, a lot of MA's, the mountain asthmatics. And the, the air, when you get into Colorado, the air has a little bit of the air just feels thicker. Like it's got shoulders on it. Like you just that air it hit the sides of your lungs. It said, What you doing, boy? What you doing? You better be doing something, boy. <gasps> it's refreshing. There's something refreshing there. And that's a gift. A lot of places do not have that. Um, but they have it there. And uh, and what a beautiful group of people to come on out and enjoy life with. And that's Denver. Where the air's got that... That air's like it's wearing a uh, uh, shoulder pads. Hit you. You know that air's got something in it. It's got something going on. Every breath you take, you can feel that it that 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 inhale that that it, that it's got a mother and a father out there. You know every. You know when you inhale the air out there in Colorado, you can feel the wind in the distance. Looking for its baby that you just took off the planet. It's Colorado, man. It's Colorado. And that's a native word, I'm sure. What does it mean? Let me look it up right now, actually. And Shout out to all, like, three different dudes came out that had, uh... Trey Anastasio tattoos on their back, too. And, uh... Colorado is of Spanish origin, meaning color red. The name was applied to the Colorado River because of the red sandstone soil of the region. And there you go. So never too late to get some facts. Back in Los Angeles, back from the mountains. Back from the... I mean, it's just really just a... It's almost like, say you opened up a refrigerator and all that's inside of it is a bunch of nature. And there's a little mountain over there. And a mountain, all a mountain is, is a mountain is just a bunch of land got together. And just said, now what, bitch? You feel me? You know what I'm saying? A mountain is just a a gang of land. It's basically MS-13 of dirt. That's all a mountain is, bro you know a prairie looks over at a mountain or you know like a valley looks at a mountain it's like damn these dudes are bullies that's all it is man. but shout out everybody bro and uh and i'm back and we got a lot to discuss and i'm happy to be here uh, with you and i really am gang let's go <laughs> the red, baby,
1: set it free,
0: some Stevie Starlight,
1: just don't say goodbye,
0: it's you, you and me, enjoy the destination, destination. nation, nation, nation,
2: Fantasy. come on, on the wall. come
0: on, It's never too late to come over. Time slips away from you and me now. So don't hesitate to come over. Why must we wait when we're alive? Why must we wait when we are alive? I say, really, I mean, and that is Stevie Starlight right there. And we'll put uh, the link to Stevie's music into his Patreon. And to, you know, he lent us, the, he allows us to use that song. And he was a guest here early on the podcast. And just said, if you haven't seen the Stevie Starlight, Come Over is that song. The music video is something exceptional, and it's, it just takes you back to a different time when magic was running around through the world, and even it was barefoot. Good to be here. Man, And thank you, Stevie, for that, for, that, for that song. It's never too late to come over. Why must we wait when we're alive? Man, that's a good question good question i wait oh, i wait on a lot of stuff man i am so indecisive i wait I, I always wait i don't know Ooh, i i don't know if i you know that's what i always do that's my first my first thought is i maybe next time eh, do it next year I'll go skiing next year. That's what I always tell myself, you know. And then here it's been a couple years since I've been skiing or snowboarding. Or even just fought, fell down a hill with ice on it. Or even just slipped in a damn parking lot. You know, amongst a group of uh, young men that were mentally unwell. You know, my grandmother, when I was young, I would go up to my grandmother's and... uh and my mom she made me take we had a uh we had a cat that lived in our neighborhood and the lady would be gone in the summer that we watch her cat this cat named Quagmire was his name and so when i went up to my grandmother's in the summer my mom would send that cat up there with me because my grandmother loved cats and she really she loved cats more than she loved me really she'd pet that cat and And I'd just sit on the other side of the room just kind of, you know, just looking at my hands or just maybe I'd have like a little, maybe a, a chocolate in my pocket or a marble or something. I'd get it out and look at it and put it back in. And my grandmother would be over there just stroking Quagmire's back. Dude, I remember one time actually me and this other boy, we went over to the park and I mean, we could have been homosexual. I don't know. I think we were just children, but. Uh, we just ended up petting each other's backs like my grandmother did with that cat. We quagmired that cat. But that's the romance of being young, you know, is that things can happen and that, you know, uh, and you just, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but uh, I mean, I almost did, and then I just, you know, you just don't know. Good to be here. Um just got back to Los Angeles. Uh five nice shows in Denver. Man, a lot of a lot of wonderful people came out. I see a lot of babies. You know, Chris Delia is a um comedian. You guys may have heard of him. He's a comedian. He's uh he also used to do a lot of like male modeling I think in like Estonia or kind of like a war-torn area. Um and I'm seeing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people, life rips and these dents, uh, you know, these sweaters uh, wearing dents and everything, Would, you know, or, um, and people wearing them to the shows. And so it's nice to see just that a lot of these, you know, babies are coming over from, uh, from their stepdaddy's house and coming back to Papa's lair. So it is just really nice. Welcome home. Welcome home. It's never too late to come over, is it? Um, But yeah, I saw a lot of those, a lot of life's rips and dents wares this weekend. Just a great time, great time out there. Uh, You know, they had, um, I got back to Los Angeles and at the airport I landed and I was walking and I thought, wow the feeling in the air is just different and it's because i mean i knew it me to me it was obvious it was just it was because of the kobe bryant death um and i was like oh wow this is you know i could just feel it in the air it was just a little bit just somber you know and i think it's just such a reminder to everyone i mean to me it was such a reminder of just just what a rare gift it is that we're running around with. You know what a rare, you know what an opportunity that we have, even if sometimes we don't, and, and I'm not saying I notice this all the time or that I'm even able to access it, but there's some reason why when you know when a death like uh, of Kobe Bryant, you know, somebody of that magnitude, I mean he was uh, you know, I was more of a Michael Jordan guy. But I've always had, I've always been astonished by how beloved Kobe Bryant is and was. I mean, one of my college roommates, Jerome, uh, was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. Always was, you know. And we were in Louisiana. Um, you know, just the Asian, pick an Asian, and they are a Kobe Bryant fan. Latinos, dude, bro, you throw a Kobe Bryant jersey back across the border, at least probably 1,100 people who are climbing over will immediately go back the other way if somebody's going to try to get it. And I don't mean that in any sort of racial way. I'm just saying that Kobe has a huge Mexican fan base. You know, you always see Mexicano guys. You'll see them in every in, every, in the parking lots, man, shooting baloncesto at night, man. Oh, shoot the six pointer! Shoot the six pointer, Hector. You know, wearing Dickies, bro. Seven. You'll have nine guys on one team, and they're playing another group of guys that probably has five guys, or six, or fourteen guys on the team. Everybody has on a Kobe Bryant jersey. <laughs> And one dude, there's one referee, he has no shirt on, and somebody spray-painted the number 24 on his back. Or uh, 24. Somebody wrote that across his chest. But yeah, just so beloved, man. I mean, that man was just beloved. And just the tragedy, and you just... Uh, you know, since I wasn't a fan, it was it was tough for me to relate on a way of like, oh man, this... Um, basketball player but once you know there was more information about how his daughter was with him and it was very easy for me to relate on a level of uh of just man to be in that situation to be with your daughter to be just to feel so helpless you know probably um and just what a gift you know and it just makes you walking around it 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 adds a thicker weight To my blood. You know it's funny. It's like when somebody who seems to be carrying a lot of weight. In the world. Because Kobe you know. Kobe was. I mean loved and hated. It seemed like by a lot of. Hated in the sense that. People hated playing him. People hated maybe being on his team. Like he was just probably too intense maybe. For some people. Um. But always like seem to be respected, you know. I don't know, just kind of just uh, just a, it was, so it was interesting coming back to Los Angeles and getting here and being like, oh, this is you know the ground floor of the place that lost him. Um. Yeah, just you know, real heartbreaking, heartbreaking, and 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 it. It just adds a heavier weight because whenever there's someone's, you know, is when you have like somebody like that, that's such a hero and they're gone, then suddenly all of that weight they were carrying, all the, whatever they were holding up, all of that has to settle back in other people's shoulders and other places in the world. You know, all the people that were holding up, uh, emotionally, uh, uh, family members, financially, all of that all has to settle. You know, it all has to find other places to rest comfortably. And you can just feel that unrest in the air out here. And it's so scary. It's so scary to think. It's scary to think about death, but then it's even scarier to when the feeling, there's this moment where the thought turns, like turns on this, or, fall, or goes over it's like this th- the thought turns into a feeling in your body and that's when for me i can always have to quit thinking about that sort of thing or um it's just becomes this too it's too much for your soul to comprehend you know the idea of going on to somewhere else and and also how be- you know i mean it's you know, I believe that there's something beyond this and I believe that what a wild adventure to walk into the afterlife with your daughter or with your father. Um, and I don't mean that in like a morose way. i just mean that in a way of, uh, you know, that I I always believe that there's some bigger plan going on that we can't see. And, uh, And I, w- you know, I w- hope that, you know, one day when I go on that, I mean, it w- what, a, what a gift it would be to go with somebody that you already love or that has love for you or just to wander out into this, into this new feeling of yourself. I mean, when you... When you leave here, man, when you, I bet you kind of just immediately like void through into this other world, this other, you know, it could be water, it could be something that we don't even know, some viscous type of deal, could be made out of sprinkles, I don't know, it could be some, whatever chasm we move into just to feel your body transposed from one into the next but to have your in your hand uh, the hand of somebody else that knowing you're not alone you know that's got to be something nice we had uh, in the comedy world there's a comedian Ari Shafir and he you know he had some wild thoughts on the Kobe situation and some people were not excited about that I want to play this video uh that Ari Shafir put out you can um if you haven't already heard it uh and this was after uh the plane uh the helicopter crash onward there's always a lot of like hate pain in the world and there's always a bunch of terrible stories and every once in a while there's a good story a good story comes out the guy who got away with rape got his today Kobe Bryant is a god. I'm here in Charlotte, the home of the team that originally drafted him. Uh, maybe he wouldn't have raped that chicken Denver if he had been if he'd stayed in Charlotte with the Hornets. But anyway, the point is, dude, it's like... As I- people, it that didn't go over well. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll put that right there. It just didn't go over well with people. Um, Ari uh, also had a tweet. Kobe Bryant died 23 years too late today he got away with rape because all the hollywood liberals who attack comedy enjoy rooting for the lakers more than they dislike rape big ups to the hero who forgot to gas up his chopper i hate the lakers what a great day hashtag fuck the lakers it's a lot to unpack i think in all of that um you know, I mean, I personally, I went through a gamut of, like, thoughts and emotions with it. Just like a regular dude, man. Like, um, and it's funny because the way I thought yesterday about it and the way I thought today about it have adjusted. I mean, at first I was just like, man, this is this is crazy. Like, is it? Is he joking? Is he serious? Um, you know, there were children, there were children that died. And so you can't, you know, it's just that's too much to joke about. It's too much. Um, you know, I was like, it's just, it's too much. There was also part of me that was, you know, I, I had the thought too, whenever, you know, when a lot of people were, you know, really lamenting Kobe, right? I was like, yeah, did he rape someone? You know, that came into my head. I could never, I couldn't remember exactly how that had played out in the court system and stuff. Um, but here's a guy that was accused of that, um, and it you know it went to court, and then there was a, a settlement, um. So those are just things that kind of popped into my head, you know. Uh, and then once you, I learned that his daughters and the you know that there was more people involved, his daughter and other young people, and just, I mean, it just uh, for me it landed in a whole, in a, in a whole different spot. Now for Ari Shafir. I mean, he's an edgy comedian. That's his whole thing. You know, he's, uh, he is, he's harsh. He is uh, vulgar at times, maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm and I'm not, you know, I'm not like denouncing Ari. I don't believe in this cancel culture stuff. Um, at first, I was just shocked. I was like, what, what, is he trying to get attention? Is he, you know, is he, the video, it had like, he has like a little bit of a smirk in it. So it came, if for sure was going to make people irate. I mean, it was just, there was too much. He was doing it in front of a picture of other basketball players in Charlotte. There's just so many elements that make it bad or that make it tough to digest. Let me say that. Um, especially on a day when so many people, when he was just beloved by so many people. Uh, and then it's interesting because then today like last night I'm looking at different tweets like Michael Rappaport took uh, took Ari to the woodshed really he um, what did he say he goes I want people to see who this piece of shit is I think it's disgusting Rappaport went in hard on the dude he said, meet comedian Ari Shafir. This is a professional comedian. Hashtag Ari Shafir at Ari Shafir. Um, he was not stoked. Ari got also referred to as a white supremacist. Um, They're racist piece of shit. Uh, you know, people went at him. He, I mean, it was funny how... It was, interesting. it was interesting to see online how the hatred online just started to build and turn over itself and how it got people called Joe Rogan into it. Like just how it just kind of became this, um, like an avalanche, like a hay bale that somebody pushed over a levee, you know? It became this building thing, this um, uh snowman. And then today I'm like, well... I mean if you it, it, it's tough cuz if you have to, if you want to believe in freedom of speech which we have to have it then then some people are just going to say what they want to say. You know, I don't know Ari's intent on this. Um I don't know if he's trying to sell tickets in Charlotte. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, people also say this is a character that he does where he does a lot about like when people die. Um, he'll make like a funny video or a funny tweet or make a tweet trying to make light of a situation. Under a certain like dirty character that he has. Um, Honestly, it's interesting because if Ari walked into the room yesterday, if he walked in, I'd have been like, dude, what the fuck? What's going on? And I think that's how most people would have been if he in human, in human form would have walked into the room after you had seen the video and read this tweet but online it's like this other thing you can be you know people are like saying i'm gonna knock him out right when i see him at the comedy store people are saying black people go get this guy um it, there was definitely a lot of black racial hatred towards him uh and from everybody i mean it was from all directions i don't, it wasn't just black for sure but you know it, there was like some you know black twitter can be wild um but yeah, I just thought it definitely It was just, it was some rough timing. It was definitely rough timing, but that had to be what he's going for. I mean, that's what he's doing. There's some people that, you know, there's like whatever that sinus, the insult dog. Remember that guy? The little dog, the puppet. And then there's Ari, the freaking, the death wish Doberman, you know? I mean, he, he wanted all the smoke. And he got it, man. He definitely got it. Uh, so my, I just end up thinking that if we're going to, people can say what they want and they should be able to say what they want and the the repercussions of it are P, other people are going to react the way they want to. You can't say that people can't say something. Even if you don't agree with it. I can't say, oh, he he can't say that. And I don't think that Twitter any, you know, uh, any of these platforms should be able to say someone can't say something. The way you learn what works and what doesn't is by trying things out. Now, I don't think that, the, I mean, I don't know if this is him trying something. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying any of that. But I'm just saying you have to still have that, you know, now he know, he knows how people feel. And that, you know, people get to react the way they want to to certain things. That's what it's all about. Um, but I just think it was interesting when I thought to myself, okay, well, he's online saying this this stuff. But if you see him in person, what I would probably be a lot more human. Like, I, you know, I'm thinking I would be like, oh, well, dude, what was going on, man? Jeez. I'm like, are you freaking, you know, is it tough to take a nap because so many, because your phone is just burning with the hatred of so many people towards you? Um, I guess that's my thoughts on it. You know, you say what you want and you can suffer the repercussions of it or you can see how people, other people feel about it. But to say this guy, screw Then you just don't go buy it. Then don't buy a ticket if you, want, if you don't want to see him. Now, some people who's into the dark arts and stuff, they're going to really thrive on this. They might buy a new kitten or something and name it Ari Shafir. I mean, I don't think Michael Rappaport's going to buy one, but, you know, just like anybody, he can say what he wants to, and then people get to react to it, and then that's how you, you get to say what you want back. Uh, so that's really my thoughts on it. I mean, I just, the part that scares me is when they start saying that, oh, take this guy's account away and take this sort of thing, like, um, that just, that because that, that's never going to help anything. People still have to be able to say what they want. That's how you learn. You know, that's how you learn. Uh, But man, that was a ballsy fucking move, huh? That was just a ballsy. Just like, I don't know if I could take all that heat online. I just don't know if I could take all that heat. I got to tell you right now um, that Bex is what I put on a lot. I'll put some on right now, bro. Bad boys, what you want? I got on these Beck shades, baby. I got on these Beck shades. And dude, these are nice. Some of them, if you want that polarization, you want to make the world feel like it's really a, 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 you know, you're in 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 a class of your own, then Beck's sunglasses can do that. You want to take care of your eyes. You want to look classy, suave. You want to walk in and just Man, see the ladies go straight in a cardiac arrest. Then you need Bex. With the sun the way it is now, with either global warming or just extra sun, you need sunglasses that won't, you know, that aren't going to let that heat get through and laser you down. Beck's sunglasses are badass polarized sunglasses and that are tough and clear as hell. I mean, these things are just, woo-woo. dude, and they have that, you almost, you know, different pairs de- look, make you look different ways. Suave, cool. You need to look like a ninja on a wedding cake. One of the pairs make you look like a damn ninja at a bakery. Support this podcast. You're going to buy sunglasses, buy them from Beck's. Beck's sunglasses are light, rugged, polarized, made with luxury materials, by the finest craftsmanship in the world. Beck's sunglasses perform under the harshest conditions. You could read Ari Shafir tweets in these. Buy your sunglasses from Beck's Sunglasses.com. That's B-E-X sunglasses.com. And use code THEO for 20% off your entire order, bruh. Beck's sunglasses. B-E-X sunglasses.com. And use code T-H-E-O for 20% off your entire order. Summer's coming up. Get Bexy. Bexsunglasses.com. Use code Theo. Let's get into a couple questions here. Uh, We had a call. Let me hit the hotline. As always, 985-664-9503. And uh, RIP Kobe Bryant. I couldn't remember, you know, Michael Landon I've always been a huge fan of. I mean, he was basically the white James Brown. And when he died, man, from cigarettes, Mm. it felt like somebody just reached inside of my nuts and just took one of my nuts out. It felt like a lot. It felt like a lot. But I couldn't remember, you know, when I was young in Covington, Louisiana, they had a boy, we were playing basketball and, this tall, beautiful, young, black gentleman um, named um, uh, Ricardo Jordan. Man, he had a smile. It looked like somebody had just hid two pianos in his mouth. Man, he just had a big, big, big smile. His smile must have been damn nine inches long. He about about 6'3 or 6'4 in the eighth grade. I mean, the kid was humongous. And we're playing a basketball game And he fell on the court and just, and never, he didn't hit his head or anything. He just had like a seizure, just his heart, you know, one of those children that their body was so big and their heart just couldn't do the magic for it. And he left and and, I mean, and that was it, you know, they never brought him back to consciousness and man, it was, God, that hurt so much when I was young because to see a, to have a child, you know, just someone like I was a child. You know, the atoms that were inside of him were the same atoms that were inside of me. They were, you know, nervous, excited, you know, hopeful energy. And to see that energy just uh, not have the form it had inside of his body anymore. Man, that was so scary as a child. Um. Anyway, I don't mean to harp on, you know, get in. I'm just trying to think of a, of a tragedy that happened on a national level. I don't know. I don't know, maybe, oh, is there a sports hero that... I can't think of a different one. Um, what did you guys think of uh, the Ari Shafir scenario? You know, if you heard anything about it or read about it, or, or even if you just heard about it at all, what do you think about, you know, when there's an instance like that, you know, people sharing how they feel and if it's too much. Um, I mean, people can do whatever they want, and you can react to it however you want. Uh. Let's um, let's take a, a call. Here we go, right here.
3: Yo, Theo, this is Kenny Martinez. I was.
0: What's up, Kenny?
3: Was one of the guys I got to see you this past weekend in Denver. I just want to call and tell you thank you, man. You killed it. I literally was die-
0: Gang shit, baby. Onward.
3: I, like I, like the first ten minutes into your set. I was like, if he doesn't stop, them and going have a heart attack or something because I couldn't breathe.
0: That's what I'm talking about, boy. They call me that body bagger, dog. You know what I'm saying, dude? You get a body bag. You get a body bag. You get a body bag. Because when the audiences come, baby, I'm sending them home in a to-go box, daddy. That's who I am. Okay? I'm that sweet patat, baby. I'm that stage yam daddy. I'm that carbo son. I'm that drip drop gang. Let's go.
3: My stomach, my abs were hurting so bad from laughing. Um, uh, myself and my girl were there and we were both cracking up. It was funny as hell. I just wanted to call and tell you one thanks for the show and the show was great. Uh, my girl actually got those tickets for us, because she knows how big of a fan I am of yours, and I was telling her one day, I was like, hey, Theo Vaughn's coming to Denver just announced and I swear to you, not even two minutes later, I was sitting in the kitchen, she came out, she goes, I just bought us tickets, VIP tickets, we're going to get to meet him, so.
0: Well, she sounds like a sweet lady, man, and I, I'm very grateful that you guys came out and, and were a part of my weekend as well, so you guys uh, take care of it, Aaron, uh, stay off that altitude, a lot of, you, you get up on that altitude, that's free dope. That's free dope out there. People, you know, you—they are. You already—you get off the plane. You two thousand feet up in the air in Denver. Like, what the hell? I'm used to a plane takes you all the way to the to the ground. Oh, uh, hey, plane. Uh, you drop me off at about uh 1100 feet. Okay, I know we're at the airport, but you built this whole city on the top of a hill. So that altitude is wild, man. You can't even and strange stuff you can't even get a spoon into a bowl of soup just you're like damn what supposed to be cream of mushroom uh thank you for coming out man onward let's take another call here here we go
1: what up Theo? this is cross from oklahoma uh i went to go see your show at the tower theater when you're here and it was amazing
0: oh thank you brother yeah in oklahoma man beautiful area over there and uh, one of the managers at the comedy store, this gentleman, Curtis Nelson, is an Oklahoman. And he's uh, probably one of the top 60 or 70 decent men I've known. Onward.
1: And I'm sitting here watching this past weekend at my house. And I'm just curious. Uh, you give a lot of credit to your higher power. And to be honest, you sound like, the way you talk, you sound like you're uh you believe in jesus you believe in god so i was just wondering how come you don't say god whenever you say your higher power or do you just not believe in necessary to god and that there is just a higher power anyways man uh keep doing you gang gang brother love you
0: gang gang bro love you back playboy uh you know sometimes i say higher power um you know, my God isn't like a real name maniac. Some gods is a real name maniac. You know, call me this, call me that, call me Henry. You know, but um, you know, I believe in God, man, and I, I, I know I know some people don't. That's fine with me. You know, I think God God is a personal choice, and for me, I think I need a God. I don't do the best job of believing in Him sometimes. Um, I know a lot of times I t- I do my own will. But. You know, I just think it's ri- it's it's taking a chance, man. It's taking a chance to believe in God. You know, to say that there's something out there. Because sometimes in my brain, I can't I don't want the best for myself. You know, as sad as that is to say or as hard as that is to say sometimes. uh <sighs> You know, sometimes I don't want, you know, I'll just be, have either just be feeling depressed or just not good or just, I don't know, or just, uh, you know, sometimes I just don't, I don't want the best for myself in some ways. I, I can't even explain it really. Mm. Sometimes it's easier for me to, Expect not good things to happen because then I'll be able to say oh I told you so you know it's easier for me to expect you know to try and like I don't know I don't know exactly. I mean I know what I'm trying to say it's just sometimes it's hard for me it's been hard for me this past year to really connect to some of my feelings um but i believe in I believe in God man I believe in a higher power and it's a god of my understanding and and I believe that you can have your own relationship with God I believe that and for me i'm I'm glad that it's there because uh it's fascinating to me sometimes that even when I don't care about you know sometimes when I don't care about myself or I don't have the strength or the you know it's 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 amazing to believe that somebody does. You know, that something out there really does want the best for me. And that to me, that's God. You know, I believe that God wants the best for me. And that's scary to think, really. Because a lot of my life, you know, I think growing up and, you know, just in my, and I'm not, and look, I'm not feeling sorry for myself right now. I'm not being hard on myself. I'm just trying to share my feelings and talk on something. Um, I'm not having self pity right now. I'm just trying to share my feelings. Uh, you know, believing in, believing in a higher power is scary. I think it's risky. Um, and most of my life, you know, I I'll, I felt like God like. God didn't care. I felt like God didn't care about me. If I'm real honest. Or. It was just way easier for me to admit to myself. To say to myself. Oh God doesn't love me. You know. God doesn't love me. Um, But the older I get. And just the more like. Just little blessings that I see. uh, You know. It could be a smile in somebody. You know. It could be. Somebody answering the phone when I called them. Somebody who I don't even think. I don't know, man. It can be... It could be times even when I don't want to spend time with someone and I choose to. Because I know it's what they need. Not trying to say that in a selfish way, but just, you know, I don't even want to make the choice. Be like, oh, to do that. and, And then something will come over me and say, oh, no, I need to do this. It's not about me. Um... Yeah, that, and there's just too many of those coincidences eventually where, you know, I just have to admit that, that there's, I believe that there's something out there that wants to see me, that wants me to know that it loves me. (sighs) Um, and that's you know that's you know cuz a lot of my life i felt either unloved or unlovable i've you know or uh or i just felt like i didn't care about others i don't know i just i don't know man a lot of it's a new relationship for me and it's one that i'm trying to just try my best with um and i don't have any of the answers uh But for me to believe that something that doesn't even know me really has always loved me like really loved me man like loved me no matter what I did you know that's to me that's uh, that's pretty that's that's a power stronger than anything I could do um, so I kind of don't, don't know what I'm talking about but um I I, I say my god because I, I think that different people have different gods different people have their own gods I don't you know I don't I don't get into God fights that's not my thing um, you know and and also I don't know man I have no idea but I appreciate you calling and asking and uh And be good, bro. Be good out there, you know. Um, You know, sometimes it's just so... It's so hard for me sometimes to love somebody else, man. You know, I'll use like... uh, I'll use my care, like my ability to care about others. I use that in relationships. You know, I've used that before as like a weapon sometimes. Um, Like I'll keep... Like, I've kept my care away from somebody. Uh, like, even though maybe I love somebody, I kept my care. I kept, you know, I like, I use my care as like a weapon. Like, oh, you know. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I would love to one day be able to be at a place where my love and care for others isn't on a, like a scale type of basis, you know, isn't on a, uh, isn't on any type of exchange basis at all, Um, you know, or that I don't like, uh, I mean, I would just, I would love to be able to, uh, you know, I think, I, I think that one day I would like to be able to love somebody no matter what. You know, because that's how, you know, that's how, I, that's how, uh, you know, that's how I would like to be loved probably by someone. And I've never really been able to do that shit. I never really have felt examples of that and stuff growing up. And look, I'm not having self-pity. I'm not fucking down in the dumps right now. I'm not being hard on myself. I'm just trying to share uh, things that I think are things that I'm thinking about. You know, I know I'm hard on myself a lot. People always come up to me at the show. Man, don't be so hard on yourself. I know I am. Um, uh, you know sometimes it's the only way that I've ever known to be dog no better time to talk to you about blue chew look I'll tell you this man I was talking to somebody this weekend and they were saying hey boy what about them D pills you know what about them meat pellets, Daddy? You riding with them or are you or are you dying with them, son? Cause I'm ride or die. I'll tell you this. Uh Blue Chew is a legitimate wiener upper. That's right. Remember the days when you were ready to go? Remember that? Oh, I remember I'd hear two cars uh, you know, crash into each other down the street and I'd get interaction, bruh. I'd hear somebody throw a dodgeball and just bounce off a fat kid's stomach and I'd get just straight up, son, I'd get that Indiana bones in my whip, you feel me? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, bluechew.com. That's blue, like the color blue, and chew, C-H-E-W.com. The first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Look, support the podcast. Get your dick well. Try something new. You got a husband. You got a lover. You got a gay lover. Do something right. Women, take them. You go order them. Get your tits all hard and stuff. Do something special. Get your get your toes. You can't even bend them. Do two blue chews and you can't even freaking move. You can't even bend your knees and your legs anymore they going to have to put you in the back of the van, you know. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Yeah, dude. Now, I would not suggest banging on a full stomach. Gee, purse. I say wait 30 minutes. You know, sex is like swimming, really, for your wiener. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. And right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Theo. Just pay five dollars. That's easy, guys. Try it out. They work. I've taken them, I'll tell you the first time I had one, I was somewhere performing. I think maybe out there in um Laramie, somewhere out there in um, you know, could have been in Willamette over there. <clears throat> maybe in South Washington. And a man gave me one after the show. He said, hey, hey, daddy, get that. You know, treat your hand to a nice night. And I did it. And I had it. And it was great. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code Theo, and try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Uh, And thank you guys for sponsoring the podcast, Blue Chew. And young fellas, get that meat rocky, baby, gang. Uh, Some dates I have coming up. I will be at Las Vegas this January 31st and February 1st this weekend. I will be at the Hollywood Improv February 6th. That's sold out. Oroville Casino February 15th. you want to do something nice for Valentine's Day weekend, quit thinking about it. Don't go out on the 14th. Go out on the 15th. Make it easier. Less traffic. And come and see your boy. Then I'll be in Red Bank, New Jersey on the 27th and uh, the theater at MGM National Harbor on February 28th. We may be adding a show in Richmond or in Virginia Beach. I'm not sure. Um, Also, I'll be be in Toronto from February 20th to the 22nd, and we may be adding a show there as well. Let's take a a few more calls. This came in from Patreon. Kim Chickens that's a cute name Kim Chickens KC or SF you know I'm going with Kansas City boy and shout out to my friend Glenn Washington who lives over there in uh, in San Francisco and, and I respect the Bay I like what they're doing over there but you know I'm going with Kansas City they've been through it all you know they got uh, I mean they play outdoors for that reason alone they play outdoors the Chiefs the Chiefs, baby. Christian Okoye. All right. Uh, who else did they have, dude? Shit, I don't remember, bro. I'm going for the Chiefs. There you go, Kim Chickens. Jordy Tournay. Should Breeze hang it up? Breeze is the bee's knees, but he's getting up there. What do you think, gang? You know, Jordy, it's such a tough one because... It's interesting at a certain point the the it's like what do you owe the player as a city and as a franchise. You know, I didn't like the one thing I did not like about Kobe Bryant as a player was um when uh when he went on that last season and he went to all the different places and he just kind of you know like It just seemed like, what's going on here? They tanked their whole season. They're not really going to do anything. You know, he's kind of hobbled. He's just, it's just, it was almost like the whole season was just a parade for him to go around and have one last season. But it makes you wonder, did the franchise owe that to him? Did basketball owe that to him? Um you know, what do we as fans, do you just sit for a season and watch somebody who you may not think can be their best? I mean, I think the Saints could have won this year. They could have done better. I mean, all they had to do was have a little bit better offensive line and then if they give them the ball to Latavius Murray heading there into the playoffs. But they didn't do that. So is it Breeze? I mean, he threw for, I think, 72% pass completion percentage this year. Oh, my, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to do better with Taysom Hill or if you're going to do better with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think you are. But when teams start to realize he can't throw deep, I think it's gonna be up to him. I wonder him going to the pro Bowl and seeing all the athleticism of those other guys out there how that if that makes him feel some type of way you know spending a, a summer with his children and, play, and watching his boys play flag football like you see on his Instagram does that settle in him in a place where like oh this is what's more important or you know I've had a great run or I don't believe he's the type of man that would come back unless he really felt like he was going to add a lot of value. He strikes me that way as a human. But also, what do I know, Um, What else do we have here? Let's take another more. Matt Nichols. What's one way you suggest a person can better themselves? You're constantly listening to the hotline and reading the listener's questions. Does this help when evaluating yourself and evolving emotionally? You know, one thing, man, uh, that I've realized is that it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle. And by listening to different people's calls and reading the emails and messages, the one thing that's heavy in me a lot of times is just that reminder. You know, when I don't want to do something, when I don't want to do that, I don't want to, you know, Go feed that animal or do this or do that or clean out the gutter. You know, when I don't want to, you know, you know, when I don't want to go get the frisbee and throw it to the neighbor or whatever. When I don't want to go for a run or I don't want to take care of myself. I think, man, there's a lot, you know, I have to do it. You know, there's a lot of people that, not that are counting me or anything, but there's a lot of people that I, I I try to say, hey, you can do it. So that kind of it reminds me. It's just like having constant reminders. Um, Yeah, and that's why I say this. This whole show is a lot of times like a give and take. You know, we just kind of keep sharing it back and forth. And sometimes you guys, you know, sometimes somebody needs some support. Sometimes I need some support, and we all just sometimes, you know, because we're all just so much the same, really. So one thing that, uh, that keeps me motivated and going a lot of times is trying some contrary action. Like When I got home today from Denver, dude, I got off the plane. I, did la- I got home, I did not want to go for a run. And instead of just living in that, I said, whoop, put on my shoes, I'm going. Dude, and it, when you don't want to, it's hard, but then it gets easy, and then that's where you start to break down that change, that muscle of I don't want to. Cause that's just a feeling. Cause really, I do want to. Really, I do. Uh, Alaskan Rock Vodka said, "What plans have you got for Patreon this year?" That's a great question, man. Well, for one, um, you know, try to answer more Patreon questions. Try to put out some Patreon specific episodes. Um, what else? We'll probably do a couple guests that will just be on Patreon and maybe do a behind-the-scenes of some moments that you don't get to see in other places, maybe uh, some outreach calls or something like that. Um, if you guys have certain suggestions, let me know. I would love to do something special for Patreon at the uh, at the shows, when we're at the shows. All right, let's take another call right here. Here we go.
4: Hey, Theo. This is Jimbo from Flint, Michigan.
0: What's up, Flint? What's up, big Jimbo out there in Flint, boy? That freaking, that, uh, that mud sipper, baby. That dirty water bad boy. That backsplash hitter, gang.
4: I uh, currently live out here in Los Angeles, down here in Playa Vista. But really, what I want to do is just thank you, man, for uh, the past three episodes that you had a guest on. You've made a Flint, Michigan reference. You know, and every morning I wake up, I say a prayer to the Lord, thank Him for, you know, let me live the life that I live. And I asked him to show me a sign that I am living the path that I'm meant to walk down. Mm. And uh, I asked him to show me a sign. And sure enough, without fail, as I'm cruising to work or cruising around, picking up the old lady, you always throw out a reference to Flint, Michigan, and that's it. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, living the life that I'm (laughs) supposed to be living. And I just want to say, you know what, I really appreciate it, man. Um, If you ever want to get into the nitty gritty about the city Flint, Michigan, just give me a shout.
0: That sounds good. I appreciate that, Jimbo. You know, and I I, look, bro. I grew up with my boy Daniel, dude, and you know him, bro. I mean, he could do all kind of wild stuff. You know, he's the kind of dude. He used to have some of the older men. He'd have them take hits off of cigarettes and blow the smoke into his ear, and then he would open up his eyes and they would be pitch black. And I don't know how he did it. And he would take speaking of Flint, Michigan, he would take that hot hose hit, baby, you know. And that's when you put your mouth on the hose, and then you go have somebody turn it on while it's been sitting there all spring, just baking in the sun. And you get that, you get that first freaking, mmm. You get that first douse, bruh, right in your throat. Just everything that's in there, dog. Just the past and the present. And all the risks and things that just was in your house and flowed right out and just stuck in that in that green hose, bro. And sometimes he'd even go that light green hose. That was the shady one. Remember that one? That light green hose? But your boy Daniel, bro, he makes his own choices, you know. And when he got that hot hose hit, bro, that, you know. So every time I hear about Flint, you guys over there drinking dirty water and, you know making soup and in the bathtub and all of that. You guys doing wild shit. I mean, it's like damn Noah's ark over there. You know, you guys over there drinking fucking, you know, soil Kool-Aid and all of that and being wild and being naughty. I think it's beautiful, bro. You know, it's like our own little Nairobi right here in uh in Michigan, man. Shout out. Gang, bro, be safe out there, Jimbo. You and the old lady, bro. Gang. Let's take a call right here. Maybe this will be our last one today. I do not know.
1: Hey, Theo, This is uh, Alejandro from DC. I just wanted to.
0: Que paso, Alejandro? Mi amigo. Gracias por el um, uh, teléfono. Telephone call in. Telefono Yamada. Let means telephone call. So, I'll
1: let you know, man. I'm a huge fan, and uh, every time I see your podcast, you know, uh, there's uh, there's always people calling, but there's a, there's usually they're always white. There's always white guys. A few here. Out of like a hundred people, is like four of them are black. You know, I'm gonna let you know that um, a lot of us Hispanics fucking love you too, bro. Igual,
0: bra. Igualmente, papa. Gang,
1: gang, and I fucking love you. Thank, you.
0: Thank you, man. That's sweet of you to say, dude. Uh, you know, I notice a lot of similarities. I, I notice a lot of things in uh, in Hispanic culture that are that really are attractive to me, man. Uh, in my heart, you know, in mi corazon. Um, you know, Latinos like family is really, really important. You know, uh, hard work. You know, some of the hardest working women that I see, man, it's really, I mean, this brings a tear to my eye almost, especially in Los Angeles, in this area, are Mexican women. Um, And I'm not, look, I'm not saying there's not hard working white women out there. I'm I'm not saying any of that. Or I'm not saying there's not hard working black women out there. Um, you know, I just see a lot of... Actually, it could be any hard-working woman. You know, but you see a lot of... Uh, you know, you just see... I, I see a lot... In, in Los Angeles, I see a lot of those mothers. You know, getting off the bus with their kids or... Um, you know, the husband getting and dropping them off real early. You know, because they're one-vehicle families. Um, you know, I just see a lot of love, dude. There's a lot of love in that community. And... And I see it, man. You know, and I think when somebody from another, like, ethnicity or culture, like, shows you love. I mean, it's crazy. It it just shows the power of love, man. Because to think that, somebody's like, oh, man, dude, I support you. You know, you don't look like me. You know, you don't sound like me. But I believe that, you know, our heart is the same color, you know. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. There's just something... I don't know. A lot of those women, they just remind me of... When I see a lot of Latino women out there working hard, it reminds me of my mother. You know? uh, Or maybe a mother that I wish I had. I don't know, man. I just... There's something about... Yeah, I don't know. I just... I love the culture, man. I love the language. My father, when I was young, you know, he would talk to some of his friends and they would sit there and talk in Spanish. And I just and he was so happy man I think that was one of the times that really my I guess I, I, I hadn't thought about it really that much but that was one of the times my father was just so happy when he was talking in Spanish and just laughing you know and he liked to show people that he could talk in Spanish you know um, just because he grew up in Central America till he was 12 and then he moved but I think he just always had that you know he always just had it in his heart um So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some of it's an homage to my father. You know, I, uh... But if anything, all this does is make me want to work harder to learn Spanish. But thank you for the nice message, dude. Um... Thank you for the nice message, bro. You know what I'm saying, dude? Okay. Uh... Let's take another call right here, man. We'll take one more. Gang shit.
1: Yo. yo. this is Jeff, a.k.a. Lil Water Socks.
0: What's up, Water Socks, dude? And is that, I don't know if that's Native American or not, but let me hear more. Jeffrey?
1: Calling from Palm Bay, Florida. First, my daughter and I were talking and said, uh, we're going to be pretty mad if you don't come back as, uh, Uncle Baby Billy's son in the second season of uh, Righteous Gemstones. I think that'd be fire.
0: Well, look, one thing you can do is go send a DM to Jody Hill on Instagram and tell him that I'm ready, okay? Because I am. Onward.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I'm 36. um, I rap. And sometimes I feel like maybe it's not as cool to be a 36-year-old rapper as it would be to be, like, in a band or uh, maybe in a stand-up, you know, comic um just wondering is that weird like uh what do you guys think is it is it weird to be uh quote unquote unsuccessful <laughs> rapper still rapping i love it i mean i have a good job i make uh cheerleading music actually as for a living but um you know i feed the kids and all that but you know i have this little passion on the side doesn't get too much love but uh,
0: put that shit out bro Put that shit out, put on a mask, put on a, you know, put some horns on the side of your head. Do a rap, do an album, dude. You know, you making cheerleading on the side, if you got to do that, get that money. Get that shoot the three, shoot, shoot the three money. But then cut that shit at night, bruh. Put the kiddo to bed, son, and drop that dark magic, dog. You know what I'm saying? Soundproof that little bitch's crib and drop that dark magic. Because guess what ain't, you know what ain't suave bro? A 37-year-old rapper, 38-year-old, 51-year-old, Franklin over there, dropping albums. Bitch, you ain't doing shit, Frankie. Eh? Okay? So 36, you on that cusp, daddy. You on that cusp, bro. Because let me tell you this, man. Drop it now. Drop that heat now. Because at 37, 38, people are just going to think you some kind of wild wigger, bruh. To be honest with you. And no disrespect. Every man who's 36 thinks they're a rapper. So show that work, bruh. Get something out there. Get the children out there. Do the, child, do the cheer, cheerleaders. Get something out there. Do that shit. Boys to men. Remix it. Blind melon, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Acid bath. Do something sexy, son. But not around the children. Do your own shit. Put a mask on. You know what I'm saying? Drink a bunch of glitter and vomit on your cousin, dog. And then put on the laser lights, boy. But do something, bro. Because the the further you get, 37, 38, you're just going to be like kind of a wigger type of dude. 40, 50? Bro, 50 years old, you a rapper, dude? You're going to be living outside of a gas station, Papa. So I respect the hustle, bro, but I want to see that muscle, Daddy. Gang shit. Oh, thank you guys so much. We got one more call here.
3: Hey, Theo, what's up, man? I Just got a little concerned around past you. I got a brother, and he's just recently come across some meat that my sister gives to him, and she's actually a truck driver.
0: Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about, dude. That's, uh, just family meat, man. Onward.
3: And so she gets a lot of exotic meat throughout the Midwest, and she offloaded a couple of, couple of pounds of ostrich to my brother, and, you know, he's been eating it every day, and he's, he's kinda like keto. He kinda like, he has a, in a picture of it every day, and it's just a little weird, and I'm wondering if, what's your idea of that, man? Like, truck driver, wild bird meat you know you think it might be going to his brain a little bit
0: anyways man thanks I hope you're doing good thanks brother back at you man oh I think if you have a little bit of stretch brother ain't nothing wrong with you you know there ain't nothing wrong you wake up in the morning have a couple eggs and a hit of stretch you know not everybody gets to have ostrich so maybe you know you should you know your brother's lucky to have that delicacy baby you know, some people that say you can't eat this and you can't eat that. And I say this. Watch me. Okay? Unless you're going to come by my house and stand by my plate, I might have a little something. Okay? Sometime I might have me a little cut a hulk. All right? I might have me a little basket of, uh, or half, I-, I-, I might have me half a basket of seal nuggets. All right, y'all don't tell me what I can have and what I can't. Y'all never know. I might have a little bit of canary brittle. For I shut it down for the night. I might have some adolescent uh, back ribs. Uh, I might bring a nine in the joint and have a Popeye's chicken sandwich, okay? I might have something rare. I might have a little bit of, uh, you know, I might have some Doberman on brioche or some carp tarts or some goldfish fillets with a little bit of uh reindeer remoulade drizzle everybody has different desires so if you got a little bit of stretch over there if your ladies drop you know visiting another man and dropping off a little bit of that freaking long neck o meat to him well more power to him bro that's family You know, what I hate the most is when my sister drives past my house and don't bring me shit. So thank you for calling, man. And I hope everybody out there drops off some rare meat to somebody that they love. You know, life is a gift. And I believe that, man. And and man, I've been having a tough time with it. But that's okay. Today is a new day and tomorrow is a new day. And sometimes, man, I don't even, I know my day can be good and I don't even want it to, I don't even want to make it good. You know, sometimes I don't even want to, it's like I want to hold on to the anger, you know. I, I want to hold on to. The, I just want to. It just because if I do that, then it gives me. It's like, hey, don't you see? I'm angry. Something's wrong. I'm angry. Man, it's just so. It's so. It's hard to just say, hey, everything. Everything's okay. It's really you have to to, to really trust the world like that it's a journey man it is a journey you guys thank you so much for, for being a part of this past weekend as always you can hit hit the hotline 985-664-9503 call them with what's going on with you call them with what isn't going on with you um if you have thoughts or reactions to something that we discussed today on here uh share them you know if uh you know if you if you haven't if you're in some pain man share it up you know uh you know and we can we can we can, we can beat it I believe that we can beat it um you guys be good to yourselves man you deserve it you know, and I believe that I'm gonna go out uh kind of a somber tune but I'm feeling sometimes kind of somber you know and that's okay I'm managing it and I'm and it's organized some somberity um and this is Evan Bartels out of I believe Nebraska I want to say or it could be out of Missouri uh man I hate that I have not remembered that right now but uh a beautiful song here the devil God and me
2: choice Mother may I rest my head Though I did not try my best Mother may I sip the wine Though I did not take Oh, You can come for me Oh, But you can't come for me
0: Devil,
2: I do have your name stuck in my ear and I'm to blame.
0: And Bartels,
2: oh, but you can not comfort me.
0: The devil, God and me. You can check that out. We will put the link there on the YouTube.
2: But well, Jesus, may I have your grace.
0: Man, it's powerful, brother.
2: Jesus, though I hide my face, and will you cast my doubts away? Take my sins down to the grave. If there is hope, then let me see.
0: Going man, if you got this man, you got this man.
2: Oh, Lord, but you can't comfort me.
0: powerful man when that hits you man there's something powerful in a song you know it's like it can rearrange all the pieces inside of you and make them into something that that feels completely different than where you were at the beginning of it and that's captivating man it's like a surgeon you know it's like a construction worker man music is I mean it's just non-invasive surgery to just go into to to get into me man that song right there by Evan Man it gets into me mother may I rest my head though I did not try my best man And that right there, I mean, that's the power of, of, of a mother, a family. You know. No matter what you do or how well you do it, that you're okay here. Oh, that's a... You know, a love without judgment. You know, I, I hope to be able to love that way one day myself, I think. But um and i'm not being hard on myself i'm just thinking man i'm just trying to think and feel and be alive you know i want to get all the feels out of this life if i can bro gang shit dog you guys be good man ladies and gentlemen i'm jonathan kite and welcome to kite club a podcast where i'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events stand-up stories and seven ways to pleasure your partner the answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head.
1: You have three new voice messages.
0: A lot of
2: people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Aye, Here's easy, deal.
0: Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Do I mean? Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry.
2: Sorry,
0: sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. (laughs) Oh, no! I think Tom
4: Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is, tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is, tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.